everybody, and welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. As always, I'm Tyler, and it is officially almost summer. I almost said it is summer, and then I looked at my calendar. We have one more day. As of the time of this release slash recording, I hope everyone's having a wonderful start to your summer season. Looks like, at least here in Colorado, the rain is going to be lightening up a little bit so we can go out, go for a nice hot hike, go swimming, go run outside, you know, just, just go enjoy the summer weather. And then, you know, within about, I don't know, two weeks, we'll start missing the rain. <laughs> but uh, yes, I hope you're all having a wonderful start of your week so far. I'm looking forward to sharing this episode with you as I bring on someone who primarily works in voice acting, something that I'm very interested in. I've had a chance to dive into a little bit, but haven't had a chance to really, you know, build a career upon outside of this podcast, which I will count. <laughs> My guest, of course, is the incredibly talented Allison Packard. Now, she is not only a voice actor, but she's an on-camera, you know, TV film actor. She's a writer. She's a producer. She's a musician. She's a singer. She is a podcaster. She does so much. And that's something we get into uh, in this episode. We talk about, you know, doing all of that and also being a parent, uh, planning out not only your day, your week, your year, but also looking at your goals. And we see if you wouldn't mind, actually, you know, you you shouldn't mind. Go over to the YouTube page, subscribe and check out the video portion of this interview because we get to see her giant planner that I am going to order as soon as possible. So we just get into everything, essentially, you know, working in the business and managing your career um, to the best of your ability, of course, because there are some things that are out of your control, but those things that you can control, especially mindset. So yeah, I, I have no other words for this episode. It was a absolute joy talking to her and hearing her story, hopefully having her back on the show. Uh, but without further ado, let's get right down to it and let's have a wonderful talk with the incredible Allison Packard. Um, so my name is Allison Packard. I am an actor, musician, and content creator. Uh, known primarily for my voice acting uh, for different characters for animation, anime, and video games. That is that I there's so much I want to ask you about just right <laughs> off the cuff. But what I always start with this question: What came first for you? Was it music? Was it performance? Maybe a little bit of both. What What started uh, your interest in entertainment in general? Um, I think you know it started from a young age. Um, I took dance lessons. I was very bad. And then um, I ended up getting into theater in, starting in like the first grade and was pretty hooked on theater, did a lot of theater from, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, and then somewhere in high school, I got into doing oratorical essays and uh, morning announcements and stuff that's like preliminary voice acting. Um, so I kind of thought, oh, you know, not a lot of people knew about voice acting and what a great career it was. And so, um, when I moved to Los Angeles, I had, um, already had a couple jobs under my belt. And so maybe it was more confident than I should have been, but, um, <laughs> I was able to get an agent out here and, um, it took a few years to, to get working, but, um, I was able to start working and, um, yeah, it's been a really fun, uh, career so far. Well, and, and may I ask why, why Los Angeles over say New York? 
I am from Boston. So uh, New York and Boston are sim- felt very similar. And um, that was where I was from. Um, the mentality uh, growing up was always just like, oh, California, you know, either you loved it or you hated it. And um, it seemed to me to be a place where people could root themselves in their dreams and make them happen. And growing up, I grew up in a working class town. Um, There was no models of people making a living as musician or uh, as writers or any of the kinds of things that I was more, I was good at and things that I really enjoyed doing. So um, even initially, I think the biggest I could dream was like Emerson College, which was not too far from where I grew up. That was like the only school I looked at because I knew they had an arts program. And the idea of just like going to college for arts seemed just like a dream come true. And um, but I majored in broadcast journalism because I'm like, okay, I could be on the news. People, this is a career. This is a job that people do. Um, I don't think it's the same now because we have access to social media and we can see people every day making their dreams come true. Um, But at that time, there was no clear roadmap. I mean, there still isn't a clear roadmap, but there was no clear path. And there was um, not any examples that I could follow. So um, that that was um, the dreaming big, I guess. And in a way, voice acting was the safe playing it safe thing because I was like, oh, I can just do this while I'm working on sort of maybe these other pursuits like, for example, singing, songwriting, um, or on-camera acting, things that just even seem to be a bigger, um, uh, more challenging, uh, more risky pursuit. Yeah, and it seems like the voice acting thing has, you know, worked in your favor <laughs> over the last, you know, a yeah. couple of years or so, or more than that. But, you know, you've, you've established a, just an amazing voice acting career, and I'm curious to see if there were moments where you thought, this has been great, but maybe I will take that that pivot into, you know, on-screen acting and just see how it goes. Was there a moment like that for you at all or has this kind of been just the fun part? Um, well, I mean, I do have a manager and audition for TV and film stuff as well. But VO has just been like my fairy godmother and the opportunities seem to be more plentiful. And um, I've just been able to work more. And um I'm not sure exactly why that is, but um, VO has been a great journey for me. But that's not to say that it has always been easy or there aren't times when I doubt myself or the business or um, the work, because I think that that is just life as an artist. We don't have a a clear path to follow. And um, every step of the way, you're going to be wondering, is this enough? Is this, is this career enough? Am I working enough? And at a certain point, you learn that you just have to decide for yourself that it's enough. Yeah. And what, uh, this is probably very um, relevant to artists now, uh, you know, during COVID is for sure, but now with, you know, looming strikes and uh, you know, obviously the Writers Guild strike already, but how do you navigate those areas where you do feel like it's not enough and you know you start to feel those uh those fluctuations and you know varying levels of passion for this craft what what do you do to kind of alleviate yourself of of that stress or feeling those emotions what helps well um i will say that absolutely i have those feelings and 
especially with the changing climate of the global pandemic and um, more people were auditioning from home now, which we auditioned from home for a while, but we're not necessarily um, working with uh, a coach or, you know, some, we can do that on our own, but that's not necessarily provided. We're not going in and meeting casting. We're not um, having the opportunity to build those relationships unless we actively seek them. And I think for me, the the bomb to that um, is to find the connection and, you know, on every level. So the connection to yourself, right? Um, maybe we are not as in the moment because we are, uh, it's hard to connect and like perform when there's no audience there or there's no um, other actors. And so it's very internal. And it, it, you know, if you're an easy distracted person, which I think we all are, and TikTok has told us we all have ADHD. <laughs> um, so um, we're easily distracted. And, you know, so being able to connect to yourself, um, for me, that is uh, meditation, that is um, positive self-talk and really actively taking a role in, um, in the way I feel about myself through exercise, through drinking a lot of water, stuff like that. So that I, when it comes time to connecting to myself, I don't have um, too many negative thoughts in my head. Um, so like making an active choice that I'm going to address those things. EFT tapping is one of the ways that I use to connect to myself. Um, journaling. I journal like constantly. Yes. Um, make a good <laughs> check in. Yeah. Um, go journaling. Um, and then the other thing I, I would say is connecting to other artists. And um, like, so for example, today I was doing a collab with two friends um, that are content creators. And um, it was a little rushed because we didn't have as much time as we thought, but we ended up getting a ton of stuff in just a short period of time. And it just lifted me up. It was so inspiring more than like, you know, auditioning for three fast food commercials in the morning might be. And I'm like, okay, at a certain point, like this is the career. Being an artist is the career. So if you're not giving yourself the art and you're, then what are you living for? What are you, what are you building? Um, I don't think we became, anybody became an artist because they just want to make money because hello, that's, I think that's what lawyers do. I don't know, like other careers, the, you know, the arts are not known uh, for their financial abundance, although people can do very well and, and um, that's within the realm of possibility for sure. Um, but people get into art because it feels good and because it feels like we're making a difference in through storytelling and in a way that is fun and creative and um, and uplifting, I think, um, helps us deal with our own um, <laughs> issues in life and challenges. Um, we can do that in the work and it can heal us in a way that other things can't. And so I, I'm going to come back to this work no matter what. Um, in terms of art and in terms of time. So I think giving yourself the gift of creation, even if it's not something that's going to be seen by a million people or something that is, you know, the ultimate end goal, but giving it to yourself a little bit every day is, um, is so important. Hmm. 
Yeah, that that is incredibly important. I think it's something that uh, it, it's no mystery why that's been brought up on this show this year so much. You know, the idea of self care and connection and community as well. Mm-hmm. I do want to know when you. I mean, you went from Boston to Los Angeles. Was there a shift in building? You know, your community. Obviously, you know, you're you're moving, but uh, did it feel any different connecting with artists in California compared to Massachusetts? Well, that was a time when I was coming out of college and where I went to school was very collaborative. And there was always like a student film that needed actors or um, somebody that needed somebody to stand for a photo shoot or something like people were always just making stuff. Um, I was studying visual media arts and production. And so it was just a really cool, exciting, experimental time. And then when I got to L.A., you know, we needed the full-time day job to support any kind of artistic pursuits. So I think for a while that got a little bit, uh, a bit of a bummer, but uh, through that thread was just this idea that like anything can happen. And when you live in that space where you're open to any potential, um, it's an exciting time, you know, Um, there's a lot of, a lot of benefits to following your dreams right out of the gate. Now, that doesn't mean that they're all going to come true right away or that you shouldn't continue to pursue your goals as you move forward in your life. But I think the the best time to start working on a dream is right now. Wow. That. Sorry, that was usually ask the, uh, you know, piece of advice that somebody would have mm-hmm. for the show. Mm-hmm. And in the last 10 minutes, you've given just so many. I'm afraid to even ask that question in the next <laughs> 10 minutes. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, you can tell that you, you have really thought about this, you know, this portion of your career and how it, you know, correlates to your, your lifestyle and your own happiness and what you can take from it, what it can give to you that, that just everything together, it seems so synonymous with being a, you know, a working artist. And, you know, with that being said in my very roundabout caffeine laced way, <laughs> I do want to like for a second reflect on your first really let's not say big, but your first VO job in Los Angeles mm-hmm. that made you just smile and say, This, this is this is it, you know, this is my career. Is there a moment in your uh, you know, your previous gigs that stands out? Well, I was thinking about how when I think it was around two thousand five or six. Um, I booked a part in World of Warcraft, which was a very popular game at the time. And it was an audition that I found on Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) Don't discount that. Um, And, you know, that ended up being like such a a huge game. And so that was also the year or or is right around the time that the Mr. Men show started airing, which was my first animated TV show. And um, I was lucky to book three very different characters on that. Little Miss Sunshine, Little Miss Naughty, and Little Miss Whoops. I even have some of them back here. I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) But um, it just felt like three different aspects of my personality. And um, it was such a dream come true to, you know, um, come from having zero connections in the industry and not knowing anyone to be, you know, living the dream and working on the show. Now, did that mean I was able to quit my day job? No, it didn't. I still had a day job for many years after that. Um, 
And, you know, I think that's important to note, too, that there was a time when, you know, even though from the outside things are uh, looking really great, like there's times from the inside when you're like, oh, but I still can't support myself doing this art form. You know, I love this art form. Does it love me back? Does it does it want my full time? Does it want my full attention? Can I can I make that leap? Um, and fortunately, yeah, I was able to, but many years after I, I got started doing it. And did it feel, uh, did it feel off not having a day job at first? I mean, when you weren't obviously recording for three or four hour sessions, <laughs> did it feel I off? mean, I felt like I had so much time. I used to grow, have time to grocery shop. I would be like, I remember like just feeling like I could just do errands during the day. And now I'm like, how did I ever have time for errands? I feel like I've never, never have time for anything. Um, but yeah, no, it felt like, you know, making that leap felt like an abundance of time. And, um, it was scary, but you know, the funny thing is the universe supports you when you do make, when it's the right time and you make that choice. And, um, you know, the first year I left, it was, it was just night and day, um, from my income and, Every year, it just like kept going up and up and doubling for quite a few years. And so I was like, okay, this is a sign that it was the right choice to make. It, you know, uh, I do want to touch on on journaling. Mm -hmm. And the, the, everyone's uh, approach to journaling is a little bit different. Um, but what is, you don't have to go into specifics, but what is your approach? Is it more writing self-affirmations? Is it more reflective? I mean, as far as your journaling goes how yeah. do you approach that um so well i do have journal prompts that i use i mean okay. um things to reinforce healthy habits of thinking um what am i excited about what am i grateful for um what what do i desire and how can i give that which i desire so um i think that's that was something i came back to this week that was really profound like if you think about what it is you desire, how are you, how can you give that thing right now? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's as simple as giving it to ourself. If it's appreciation or love that we're somehow, we don't realize we're seeking that from the world. But actually, if you stop and sit with yourself, you can give the love and appreciation to yourself and then your cup is full and then you're not running around with an empty cup hoping someone will fill it up. Give me an acting job. Give me <laughs> love and appreciation. Like... Um, instead you're filling it yourself and then hopefully you're coming to the roles with your whole self. Um, I also, I mean, I, it would be probably so embarrassing if anyone ever found my journals. Cause it's like a lot of just verbally complaining and like throwing up on the page, and like getting stuff out so that then it's not in my consciousness anymore. Like morning pages style, like just dumping it out. <laughs> that's the way it's supposed to be right you know you just get rid of all that that muck and all those thoughts and go and I've kept like every journal and like I don't know if I, I like somehow think my son's gonna like write my um you know biography someday like <laughs> together all these 20 years of journals which is hilarious because I don't even really ever say what happened that day it's more just like ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he'll, he'll be yeah. on the today show, you know, 20 years from now with just a, a giant stack <laughs> of twine. Today I ate some blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there's a lot of great things in here. Let me get to page 64 and we'll, we'll, we'll get going. Here's where she <laughs> says she feels fat again. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> you know. Well, I uh, I think that's incredibly important. I've been doing it for only the last four years or so, so it's always great to hear someone else really advocating for for journaling of of any kind. You know, there's various you know aspects of it, but I feel like it's helped me. I know that people said it's it's helped them, so it's just you know, guys, it's not weird. Just do it. <laughs> it gets easier. Um, as far as you know, your voiceover work goes. Uh, there's obviously a lot of actors now who are trying to venture into, you know, voiceover and setting up their studio. And of course, you know, it's, I'm just another actor doing a podcast, but there's some who really just want to do voiceover work. So wanted to see if you have any advice specifically for, you know, the voiceover opportunists as far as what they can do to just get the the wheels turning and make some headway in this, again, crazy and unstable industry we're in. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing that they can do is is check out my podcast, Allison's Wonderland, because I interview people that work in animation and video games. We have um, about 100 episodes, and probably more than half of those are with other voice actors. And the thing that you'll realize is that everybody has a different story. So you've got to write your own story. Um, I would say approach it like you would approach uh, going to grad school. Um, you want to make sure that you have all the knowledge, resources, and tools that you need to basically start a business. Um, so uh, the more you can approach it like you're an entrepreneur and get the skills that you need, um, you know, obviously, first and foremost is acting. Um, then there's things that are secondary, like mic technique. and um, But then there's also like this whole aspect of owning a small business invoicing if you need to, how to work with other people, um, how to get reps, um, you know, breaking it down into, there's tons of resources out there. I want to be a voice actor.com, D Bradley Baker's site. Um, there's YouTube. Um, and, but yeah, subscribing to the podcast, you'll hear just kind of about how everybody's story is really different. And, you know, I think the industry is very different than it was when I was getting started. I don't know if it's harder. I think it's probably harder now um, just because there is so many people doing it. Um, but that doesn't mean that the talent is always going to rise to the top. And um, it's less about thinking about what you sound like and more about being focused on the message you're trying to communicate it's commercial promo, something like that, or the being becoming the character um, that you are acting as. How how do you make their truth your truth? And um, you know, I mean, there's times when you can just improvise your way into it with less prep. Um, but there's also something to be said about preparing as if you were doing a role for a theater piece or as if you were doing a role for a, a film or a TV show, except for you have a lot less time usually. <laughs> and the good news is you have the script right there. But um, breaking, doing your character breakdown, figuring out all the details of the scene, who are you talking to, where are you, what are the circumstances around it. Um, the tricky part is in VO, we're not always given that information. And so it's up to you to make it up as the actor. And how do you make the interesting choice? And then, you know, you want to make sure that you're, connecting with the people that are casting and the people that are doing the shows that you love and that you're doing enough research out there. Um, so I would even start just by almost making yourself a business plan. 
um, figuring out the end goal. Um, this is a planner that I use that I love a lot and totally recommend, which is called the Dream Book Planner from Dragon Tree. I think I even have an affiliate code that I could share, but I've used this every day for eight years. Holy moly. <laughs> and um, so it has like, you break your year up into your dreams and then you kind of, and this is like a nice freestyle way. It starts with one year, three years, 10 years, and then your lifetime goals. And then you back it, you break it down and back it in there. Okay, so if these are your three year goals, what do you need to have done in a year? What do you need to have done this quarter? And you break it down and then you schedule it. Because if it's not in your schedule, it's just a dream, right? right? We have to have that combination of having the dream and then making it happen. Um, of course, we want to be open to the possibility it'll just fall in our lap. But the truth is, it's <laughs> often hard work that gets you there, right? What do yeah. they say? Luck is it's opportunity meets preparation. So being being ready and being prepared. And there's going to be things like making a website. Like maybe you can just manifest a free website. Or like, you know, and it's like, you know, but you have to bring the reality to the situation that you're probably going to need to you know, make that happen. Hire someone, do it yourself. Uh, even if you hire someone, you're going to need to organize the information you need on it and write the copy or, um, so, so yeah, I think, you know, I'm a big goal setter. And even though in reality, like the things that I hope to get done in a year, they don't all happen, right? Like a certain percentage of them is just like, I was like, that took me way <laughs> longer than I thought it was going to, right? I'm so ambitious. I'm like, I'm going to get this, this, and this done today. But auditions take time. I'm also a mom. Um, so even if not everything happens as I plan it to or as I intended to, the fact is so many things just sort themselves out and unexpected things happen um, that take your life in a fun or unexpected term. But you can kind of weigh out what is my um, intention and what is my life purpose, and then measure things against your life purpose. So if your life purpose is to do anime, you know, maybe auditioning for that commercial is not the best use of your time. Or um, maybe you're not, maybe it's not the time or the season for you to be going out for on-camera on commercials if VO is like really the thing you want to make happen. Um, so, you know, tending to your buckets and making sure that um, you're spending your time and energy on the ones that most fill you up. Wow. I, uh, I will definitely be needing the code or the link to the site for that planner first and foremost, because it, it. it's, it's gigantic in the best way. <laughs> it's so heavy too. Like they switched it out. So it's like really thick paper. So you can use like all your fancy, like bullet journal markers. And stuff. Oh, really? Okay. It's like a novel. Okay. I'm like, here's my dream book. My nerd flag is flying right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, that is that is so great. And everything you said was just just wonderfully put. And I know that it's it's very much appreciated, not only for myself, but everyone listening to this, um, no matter what they're doing, as far as, you know, this industry or just trying to achieve their goals. Uh, that's very important to to point out. And uh, yeah, it, there's no perfect segue from that because we went from something that's very pertinent, very crucial. And we're going into something that could be a little goofy. Uh, but I wanted to ask you if you have a party story you could share with our listeners. Now, this isn't something that has occurred at a party, but something that has occurred during your, you know, 
your career in the entertainment industry that stands out so immensely you would easily tell it amongst friends at a party so it could be funny it could be scary it could be you know a little just kind of unhinged but if there's a story that comes to mind usually the first one that comes to mind is the best one but I want to see if there's one you could share with our listeners. I mean, I was thinking about what a high it was um, last year. I went to the One Voice Awards and won two awards um, for voice acting, one for animated character and one for promo. Um, and I just think it's it was so amazing because I just did not expect it at all. I'd never been to One Voice and... Um, it was just such a high, you know, to be on that. And I think that people think that when they see something like somebody winning an award or winning an Emmy or something, that um, the high really just shines. But what they don't see is all the steps going into it. I was also won um, a Voice Arts Award this year. But I think the first time I was nominated was almost 10 years before. And so I didn't win about five times before I actually won. And I think it's important to acknowledge that because in this business, we are almost always looking for what's next. And it's very easy to compare yourself to somebody else's path and think that you're not doing enough or what you have is not enough or what you're working on is not enough. And there's really no comparison because nobody has the same life. Everybody's lives are so different. And in this business, there's often no rhyme or reason why someone gets chosen over someone else. There's a myriad of different factors, and most of them are out of your control. So I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, there's going to be highs and lows in your career, but the thing that you can control is the work. So showing up and doing your best work and trying to do that and and taking a few minutes to evaluate when you realize, hey, wait, I kind of phoned that audition in or like, how come oh, I wasn't feeling that I did it anyway, like, I couldn't get through, I couldn't break through, you know, kind of evaluating like what what it is that's standing in your way of being able to give a good performance. And um, yeah, you know, it's so nice to like, have a day where you win. Um, but <laughs> most of the days you don't. And that's important to recognize too. And a belated congratulations on the awards because that's that's fantastic. Especially, you know. Like it's it's like that yeah. um, Dr. Seuss. Um oh uh you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I can't remember what the, um, the direct like passage was. <laughs> I know exactly what you're I talking can find about. It. <laughs> I'll see if I can track it down. So it was from Oh, the places you'll go. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't even think of what the, I haven't, I mean, probably for good reason, but I haven't read that in decades. <laughs> I never read it as a kid. Um, really? I never read it as a kid, but somebody got it from my son when he was born. And then, um, oh, the whole book is, is fantastic. Yeah. But. You know, so it's like this one. Oh, the places you'll go. There is fun to be done. There are points to be scored. There are games to be won. And the magical things you can do with that ball will make you the winningest winner of all. Fame! 
You'll be as famous as famous can be with the whole wide world watching you win on TV. Except when they don't, because sometimes they won't. I'm afraid that sometimes you'll play lonely games too. Games you can't win because you'll play against you. All alone, whether you like it or not, alone is something you'll be quite a lot. And it goes on and on, but, you know, I think he really just nailed it. It's like, yeah, yeah, some days you win and some days you don't. Most days you don't. So how do you give yourself that feeling every day? How do you wake up and say, yeah, I won because I woke up and I'm alive. I'm freaking alive. (laughs) You know, maybe listen to this podcast. We'll do it for you. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe hugging your baby or maybe petting your dog or maybe calling a friend. You know, I, I think more often than not, though, it comes back down to connection. You know, absolutely. Yeah. In a very yeah. disconnected world, a very fragmented and disconnected world where we're connecting to not a person, but uh, an avatar. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I will say that's one of the the main sort of driving purposes of this show to still keep going is that, uh, I guess, that journey for more connection, you know, meeting more folks and hearing their story and and just talking to other artists to remember and continue to remember that, yes, everyone's journey is different, but we've all been through the same thing. You know, we're all going through similar uh, you know, rises and falls and pivots and, you know, great things. So, um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate you for, uh, reading that passage too, cause I was gonna have to Google that afterwards. <laughs> uh, I do want to see, you know, outside of your, your podcast and, um, the various websites that you sourced to help, you know, actors look into VO and, you know, try more training for that. If there's anything else I can promote for you within this episode, uh, maybe that thing that you can't talk about yet, but uh. <laughs> I have a couple really fun projects coming out in the next couple of weeks. But today is yes. June 13th, and um, it's a little premature for me to be able to say, but I will I will let you know when um, stuff is released. In the meantime, um, if people are curious about hearing some of my music, you can go to Spotify and find me. It's Allison Packard. I don't know if they can see this. It's A L I C Y N Packard. Um, I'm going to be doing a show in Boxborough on July 1st, which is Massachusetts. Um, and yeah, I'm going to a convention in Texas in October. So the best way to get in touch with me is you can sign up for my newsletter on allisonpackard.com. Um, so I send up about, I'm trying to do once a month. Let's see if I can actually stick with that schedule because <laughs> it's not easy, but I'm um, trying to do once a month to let people know about different conventions I'm going to be appearing at, different uh, if I might be doing some music shows. Um, and then also I produce a lot of uh, content on like TikTok and Instagram. So if you want to see some some video content, some of it funny, some of it's just trying to be funny and not succeeding, um, you can follow me there. I'm Allison Packard on TikTok and at Allison on Instagram because I used to be an early adopter back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Allison, this has been a lot of fun hearing your story, chatting with you, especially with, I can't even imagine how little free time you have during the day. So I really appreciate this. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging uh, that. <laughs> I know you're busy. People don't get it. <laughs> a kid like, takes like four hours a day minimum, like 
So that's like <laughs> something to factor in, right? Eight yeah. Hours, eight hours as long sleep. as you're not making your your son, you know, fill out a sign out sheet or something for time with you, I think it's <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Is um, it on the planner? Is it Bodie? Is it Bodie time right now? I don't know. <laughs> not sorry, but let me let me get my thirty pound planner out and we'll look at it. <laughs> um, I have one more thing before we depart, and that is what I like to call an awkward goodbye. Okay. Uh, so you know at the count of three essentially i just point to you give me your best verbal and visual awkward goodbye and i will stop the recording from there does that okay. sound good mm -hmm. okay here we go in so uh peter paul anyway this is great so thank you <laughs>